Hey, what's up? I'm Riley, and you're listening to Fair Game Fixed, where I talk about all things video game. Today, I'll be talking about a somewhat controversial topic, NPCs. Now, um, for those not in the know, NPCs stands for non-player characters, which uh, in a video game, you are most times not playing something. Surprise. Um, And you... Your character is usually someone you control, you influence the story using this character. Sometimes the character is a pre-written one, or sometimes it's a character you've made. With NPCs, they are more often than not always pre-written. Everything about them has been already established. They are established character living in this world, like... So in a book that's written in second person where it's you did this, you went to the store, you saw Bob at the store today, Bob would be a NPC basically. Nothing nothing you are doing has changed Bob before the story has started. Even if in that same story, let's say that you and Bob had known each other before, you haven't started reading until this point at this, like, nexus event, basically. So, uh, I'm gonna keep on using poor Bob as an example, but, uh, so imagine Bob as a person that has their entire life, everything they do, written to like a very finite point until either they aren't used in the story anymore or they, you know, died or are killed off. Uh, poor Bob, rip. Um, <laughs> but so anyways, uh, that's that's pretty much a rundown of NPCs for those not in know. I'm sure most people have a good idea if, you know, especially nowadays, people who... People who, like, just are very normal, they do very boring and normal things, and they just live boring. It sounds it sounds a little mean, but they are referred to as NPCs. So, anyways, a short history on NPCs. The first real example of an NPC can be traced back all the way to the early, like, 1970s where D&D, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, was a very popular game among nerds. And I say popular, it's more of like a, a niche thing, you know? A lot of kids were bullied for it. It was considered satanic back then, which is really funny, because nowadays it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without saying anything about D&D, I think. In uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, there's a dungeon master who... Imagine they're like a narrator. They're the one who's like writing the story. A lot of campaigns do have like pre-written stories, but uh, you know they can ebb and flow with the players' decisions and stuff. It's like a main guideline that the dungeon master will have. And in most campaigns, there will be NPCs who are, you know, like just like Bob. They are people, animals, enemies, whatever, who have their pre-written stories that usually aren't affected until you are, uh, until you jump into the scene. So like uh, another example, uh, you know, there's this enemy, enemy orc that lives uh, in this pine forest or whatever, and her life is just going on like normal. She basically doesn't exist until you guys enter this forest, unless 
she is mentioned by another character or something. So you meet this enemy orc in the forest, and then you have to, you know, either fight her, you know, befriend her, whatever. You know, this isn't about d and I'm just going over the basics. But then the... I would... So it's a little complicated, but I would say maybe the first video game example of an NPC would almost be Pong, which is basically the first video game. The real first video game, it is a little debated, might be Tennis for Two, which is basically a precursor to Pong. It was definitely a big inspiration. I encourage you to look it up. And in Pong, uh, you can play against another player or against a... A CPU, technically, which I will delve into a bit more, but it isn't exactly an NPC due to the fact that um, it is working on a timing system rather than uh, any input or coding. Pong was made by virtually like no coding at all, which is crazy when you look at how much coding games need nowadays. Bonkers. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said earlier, CPUs are basically the same thing as NPCs. You could you could get away with using them interchangeably, I think, but the main difference is that CPUs will be commonly seen in multiplayer games. Let's say you're playing... Um, I personally don't play this game, but I know it's popular with the kids. In Fortnite, let's say that one of the other people, I say in quotations, other people you're playing with has a symbol that says CPU over it. That means they are a computer player. So a CPU and an NPC are, it's pretty much interchangeable um, description for the same thing, although they can be used in different scenarios. Like in a multiplayer game, let's say something like Mario Kart, you can play with other people, but you can also play with CPUs, which are controlled by the game system itself. Like, uh, you know, some of the other racers will be basically robots, if you think about it. Uh, whereas an uh, NPC is more coded into the system, which I know, again, sounds very similar, but, you know, it, it's like... Bob, we're going back to Bob again, Bob being controlled by the author of the story versus Bob being controlled by what has been written already in the story, which, again, it's confusing. That's how video games work. They are very confusing all the time, and I play them, like, almost every day, so, you know. So... Anyways, another big thing about NPCs is the debate, which is why I said this is a slightly controversial. I was, you know, it sounds a bit like clickbait, but you know. So a thing about NPCs is that there's a lot of debate about their uses in story and video games and stuff. Because, you know, uh, title of this video is, are they the backbone or backwater of them? And I think it really depends on the game and the people behind it. There are, there are so many people who work on your favorite games and like some of them will never get, you know, the credit for them. They may be in the end credits, but I mean, let's be real. How many of us sit through the entire end credits? I'm raising my hand right now because I do. Surprise. 
Um, but you know, I, I tried to <laughs> try to watch through the entire end credits and be like, uh, "Thank you, Billy Bob Joe. You you really designed that environment. That's for sure." But uh, so you know, people uh, like I said, a lot of work goes into designing that. And I think, you know, I'm very appreciative. I really appreciate it. Good job, guys. But th- then again, you know, not... I, I guess you could say not all NPCs are created equally. There will be some NPCs you meet who will become your best friends for the entire story. They might have an emotional death at the end. You can even romance certain NPCs, which, you know... If you look at video games back in the olden days where you were like playing tennis with an NPC, now you can get married and have a family with them. That's crazy. That should have been an option in Pong, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, and then there are some NPCs you meet who have like three lines of dialogue. It loops all the time. You, they might not even have any special animations. They might just be set to walk around a village a couple of times. In more recent games... And I say recent, like past six, seven-ish years, um, basically the rise of AAA games. There's been a whole debacle, basically, of, oh, we need to make the game realistic. Uh, How do we do that? We need to make it feel lived in. So by doing that, they create realistic NPCs, which has been all the rage. You can find a million articles online of top 10 realistic NPCs, which... You know, I, I read them, I'm going to admit. Um, like, um, a recent example, highly recommend this game, the Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West series. Whole big thing about all the NPCs. Every single NPC in the game has their own schedule throughout the day, which means, let's say, uh, I'm going to use Bob's cousin, Delilah. Delilah wakes up at 6 in the morning. She leaves her house, walks down to the river, fishes for about an hour, goes to the village, sells her wares, goes back home, drinks tea, goes to bed. And you could follow the NPC around this entire time, and they would all be doing that. And that's a phenomenal, really. It's amazing to see what people do and how... I mean, it, it, it changes in different video games, but how that's all happening. Some, some video games do deload certain areas, which means when you're not in that area, like imagine each um, map has like sectors in it, and, and sector E is, is going to be like all completely shut off when you're in sector A, if you think about it. Uh, but, but you can find NPCs and pretty much every game nowadays, but, you know, they might not all have the whole... A lot of NPCs are actually fixated or glued to a certain spot. A lot of, like, 2D 2D games especially. Uh, One thing that also comes to mind is Animal Crossing. Again, amazing game, all of them. I've, well, I've only played two of them, but I promise you that pretty much all of the Animal Crossing games are absolute gold. But a lot of those NPCs are fixated to a spot, like the ones that own stores or the ones that do special events. They aren't always walking around and doing their own little uh, jobs and stuff like that. They are in one spot, so specifically so the player can always find them and always talk to them and get what they want, whether it's a quest, an item, buy something, um, so-and-so. And then, again, in Animal Crossing, if you are unfamiliar, you live with animals who, um, you live in a village, uh, typically there's one game where you didn't, but 
So uh, you live in a village with a bunch of animals, and they will all be walking around doing their own things. So the most recent Animal Crossing game was Animal Crossing New Horizons on the Nintendo Switch, uh, released in about 2020. And, uh, you know, when we look back at 2020, there weren't too many video games coming out that year because... You know, especially with COVID and everything, a lot of places shut down. But uh, Animal Crossing made the cut, released like almost right before the pandemic, which made it such a huge success. The most recent Animal Crossing game, uh, New Horizons, came out on the Nintendo Switch in 2020. Uh, but uh, so, like I said, the most recent Animal Crossing game, Animal Crossing New Horizon, came out on the Nintendo Switch uh, in uh, early 2020. But, uh, I mean, like, even in 2020s, uh, back then, it's, it's crazy to say back then, but back then, NPCs were all very, I, I mean, I would say that there were a few that definitely needed work, but in Animal Crossing especially, a game that's built on making friendship and stuff, they have it down to a T and stuff. You will see these NPCs just walking around, some of them are talking to each other, some of them are gardening or exercising or buying stuff at the store, and it really does make the world feel lived in. After a while, though, you know, dialogue starts to loop, because people play these games for years upon years upon years. There's no way they can write enough dialogue for that, which, you know, I can't blame them. It would not be fun to do that. Even as someone who enjoys writing, I couldn't imagine like my boss being like, "Okay, today you have you have to write about 100 years worth of dialogue that's unique for each character in this game that has over 100 characters." And I'm like, "Well, here's my two-week notice. Goodbye." But uh, besides the point, a bad thing that happens a lot with NPCs is, like I said, their dialogue loops, and after a while. You know, if they don't have a lot of care and attention put into them, they feel stale. They don't feel like characters. They feel like objects, which happens a lot because, you know, you you will meet like a character. Let's do Delilah's husband, James. So James is a character who you meet once in the game. And usually when you only meet an NPC once, you know, they don't put in that much detail. They might even have a lower res model than everyone else, which is always so funny to see in a game with, like, triple A uh, graphics. But you will, you will meet James, and James will be like, oh, I can't find my cows. Have you seen my cows? And you go out and find his cattle for him. And then he's like, oh, thank you. And he gives you gold or whatever. Then you never see him again. He might even be removed from the map. Some games will just will just take him and throw him away. And, you know, that's fine. I think for NPCs, with such a small thing. They don't need to be, like, the most emotional and, like, heartbreaking characters ever. You don't need to know everything about James when you have to just go find, like, three cows. But, uh... You know, at the end of the day, if you want your world to feel really lived in and you want people to be talking about your characters for, like, the end of time, making them all, like, really fleshed out and, you know, giving them, like, a soul, basically. Uh, that's how I always describe video game characters. They have, like, their own coded and, you know, programmed soul, but I still consider it a 
you know, soul in a way. Because another thing that you will typically see with NPCs, especially in like, you know, uh, smaller games, I'm not saying like indie games, but a lot of times in not like triple A, but in the middle, a lot of NPCs, their dialogue, their emotions will be copied and pasted and just placed all around the map or whatever. Which, again, you know, you can nitpick it as much as you want, but are people really going to care if there's, like, two people who look the same? You know, maybe upwards of two, of course, but they look the same, they have the same dialogue, and maybe they do the same thing. Maybe they walk to the store in the morning and then walk back. Nobody's really going to care at the end of the day if the story, if as, as long as it doesn't affect the story or the gameplay, it shouldn't matter. But then you see the problem is when it does affect the gameplay. When an NPC is like, you know, there's a lot of like missions in video games, especially story-driven ones where, oh, you have to escort the mayor to the mayor's office and make sure he doesn't get hurt. Like those missions, escort missions they're called, they are the bane of every gamer's existence. And I, I, I will be honest, Though anytime it's like, okay, make sure you get object to place without it being destroyed, kidnapped, uh, killed, or something like that. And, you know, that also goes back to my thing where some NPCs feel more like objects. It feels like a chore. When you are escorting the mayor of the city and he, he should, he or she should mean something to you. It shouldn't just be like, well, I'm taking the mayor over here. Okay, I hope I get a lot of XP for this. It shouldn't be like that. It should be, okay, this mayor means a lot to the people, and maybe they mean a lot to me too. You should be able to feel like the emotion, and you should really want to care about this character and why it's important to get them to point A from, and why it's important to get them from point B to point A safely, you know? Because especially, it's like in real life too, when someone you care about gives you something to do, you work your butt off trying to do that for them. Like whether it's a crush, your parents, your friends, your siblings, anything like that. So I think at the end of the day, as long as, like I I don't want to be like the type of person like, oh, Every single NPC should be super realistic. They should have fully detailed stories and everything should be written out. If we lived in a perfect world, I I would expect that from every video game. But, you know, again, I feel like for some quests, you know, I really don't care if, you know, Bob's neighbor, Joanna, has like five lines of dialogue and I never see her again. But especially with characters you're stuck with throughout the entire game, like your allies during it, you want them to be very fleshed out. Uh, You know, one example, a lot of... So at the end of the day, you have some NPCs that are like the backbone of the story, the gameplay. They might be your best friend. You could talk about this NPC everywhere. You might have a... Some people have personal blogs on online talking about their favorite character. They will only post pictures of this character, like talking about head cannons and stuff and being like, I love this guy so much. And I might be somewhat guilty of that too. There are some characters I meet and I'm just like, I cannot wait to see you again in the story. And you care so much about them. 
And it's crazy how, again, I, I said this earlier, how we went from a game of like 100 pixels moving up and down and side to side, and now we have these games where you feel like you're with real people and you care about them so much. And, you know, on the other hand, we have NPCs who, they just are backwater, you know? You don't care about them. They're, they don't even add anything to the background. You just see them and you look away and you immediately forget about them. You should, I think, in my opinion, characters should, you know, leave an impression. If not on you, then on the environment, story, gameplay, you know, I think especially that will, at the end of the day, all intertwine and, you know, create a good gameplay experience for you. Of course, you know, things don't always go your way. And I think there has been a slight decline in uh, NPC quality over the years. Not anything too major. I'm not like, oh, the gaming industry, they really dropped the ball on this one. No, I think that there's uh, some games who do it better. And some that don't. And at the end of the day, you know, I don't think that's such a bad thing. But definitely when it comes to NPCs, they're either the backbone or the backwater. Maybe something slightly in between. But so when it all comes down to it, uh, like I said, in my opinion, NPCs usually fit into three categories. Backbone, they are perfect. They affect the story. They are just real and then there's backwater which is it's like what it is you know I couldn't care less and it sounds a little cruel but it's true and then there's probably a third category where they at least have an impact but they might not be that well written because that happens a lot with a lot of NPCs but at the end of the day it's just amazing this coding that has evolved throughout the years that has made these characters who they are and the writing behind them and the people who animate them. It's all just beautiful. I could make an entire separate podcast just about the animation team and the people who like code how they blink. Like literally that can add so much to a character and it's just phenomenal. But anyways, that was NPCs. Backbone or backwater. I've been Riley, and you just got your fair game fix. I'll see you in the next one.